Manscaped. Huh? Manscaped. This uh, show is brought to you by them. Manscaped. Is that like they phonetically spell it that that's way? That's how it is. In the, in the script. One the, time you said, uh, scape your man. And, I, your and man. I think about that often. Yeah, do you? Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel that when you're scaping? No, no. I, no. 20% I try not off to think of free you shipping to scape that. with Manscaped. Let's start what, the show. Okay, let's okay, go. Okay, I love you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? Uh, well, I guess, I guess Sam Carrick didn't score, uh, last night on the former friends bet at sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Uh, the, the, the odds were good, but I got, I got to throw this at you guys tomorrow, Jimmy VC and the New York Rangers come to town. I think you're kind of vanilla. Need you to find something you, you do here, said Sheldon Keefe. You know, um, does Jimmy VC score against the Leafs? By the way, eight times your money. It's an eight. Crazy. That is a crazy I want to see. He's going to score, right? And how's then, he doing? And then there's the other one, Steve, that you, uh, that you want to talk about is at, obviously when Ontario players come to Ontario, especially Toronto GTA people, um, they, they score. Barclay Goudreau. Yes. Will he score mm. against the Leafs? It's five times your money. <laughs> I feel like the Leafs <laughs> talked a lot. Of, there? The Leafs talked a lot of crap about Jimmy Vesey and Twitter talked a lot of crap about Barclay Goudreau. And I feel like players tend to take out their rage on Toronto when they take out their rage on Twitter. When is the Leafs' win streak most likely to end? We got the Rangers, Point we got the streak. Capitals. No, I'm asking, I'm talking about win streak. Leafs' win streak. So What's it says streak here. up? Uh, because there's the, see, there's the Marner point streak, right? Which is happening. I don't even know what the win streak's at. But I know <laughs> that there's a bet on it at sportsinteraction.com. I'm looking at it right now. I didn't even expect to. Yeah, what, what is the winning streak? What is it? What is that? I know it's 15 points in a row. Yeah, but 15 it's 15 games with at least a point. Yeah. Look at us being prepared. Well, what is it then? What's the uh what's the winning streak though? It is. Let me count it up. Do 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 do. 1 four. 2 four games. 3 4. Because yeah, they lost an OT to Tampa. Four games. So ago. the Leafs are on a winning streak right now. When does it end? Is it tomorrow versus the Rangers? I feel like if they get through the Rangers, they can probably get through the Caps. It's the Lightning that I'm highlighting as a potential issue. Um, it's. I think it's tomorrow against the. Of course, you do. I think it's Stupid. the Rangers have been playing really well. I mentioned they won this seven nothing, and this is how we're starting the show. I mentioned this yesterday. 
they beat up on a team that Adam Wilde loves more than anything in life. <laughs> the New Jersey Devils. So I think that momentum, they carry it through this week and uh, maybe they defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Here's how it works. They play the Rangers. The Rangers play them really well. Leafs win. Nope. They go to Washington. Samsonov's shutout streak continues. Leafs win. Samsonov. Samsonov. They You're saying it wrong. They, Samsonov. And then they play Tampa and they're like, oh, that's the last team we lost to. Guess what? Leafs win. They beat the Flyers because they're bad, the Blues because they're bad, the Coyotes because they're bad. And then on New Year's Eve, the Avalanche, who are bad, also lose the Leafs. They don't lose the rest of the way. They break the regular season record. They win the Stanley Cup. Wow. <laughs> Listen, I've seen <laughs> I've, left, I've seen hopeful predictions, but never that. Never that. No, he did it last year. Yeah, um, he did, what was the fucking thing you did in the playoffs? The vision? I have a vision. I have a vision. <laughs> this isn't new. This man's been tooting Man. the horn for a whole fucking Listen, six it months It worked now. for Charles Barkley. I thought it would work for me. My vision was my guarantee. And you lost. And the, the buck stops here. That was <laughs> gun to the earth. Drake and Charles Barkley um, beat the Bucks in Game Three, and that propelled just them. One thing on the schedule here. While we were talking, looking at it, looking at it, um, and talking about it, December 29th. The Leafs' first trip to Mullet Arena. Oh, can we? Is there something we can do with that? December twenty ninth. Go. Well, we can't go. Oh, well, <laughs> so I'm going. You're going. Okay. Well, you, <laughs> no, you can just going. pick up and go. <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that's gonna be an adventure. Oh, I think it'll be fun. I'm I watched, excited. I watched uh, on TV. I mean, I, listen, somebody lost their finger at Mullet Arena mm-hmm. uh, the other day. And Isn't that nuts? So, like, I feel like it's an intense as- atmosphere. <laughs> we should probably <laughs> explain what happened. What happened? There was a brawl in the stands at, you know, you're not going to believe this. They call it Mullet. Mullet Arena. Um, not what, what is it located on? A, where, what a university it? campus. Oh. Who would have thought that a bunch of drunk university kids got into a fight? Now, I don't know if it was university kids. I, what I was going to joke about was it was Bruins fans <laughs> in the midst of all of it. And Boston yeah, fans, course. I'm just taking the piss. I'm kidding. but. Um, yeah, I you're mean, right. Fight, Boston's fights, super soft. Fights, yeah, really soft, really <laughs> stupid. Um, everyone there, you can just take their lunch money for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, now, every time I see a fight video in a stadium or an arena, I just feel embarrassed for everyone involved because you know how easy it is to not get into a fight mm-hmm. at a arena or a stadium. If you're defending yourself, it's one thing, but like there, there was a video of a guy uh, in Winnipeg getting just. KTFO'd. It's really bad, man. But anyway, on the fun side of things, I uh, because I'm a sick puppy and I pick up uh, Karel Vimalka in fantasy, I needed some last minute points and I won Jesse Blake. Do you remember game seven versus Tampa? I do. I remember being there with you. And then afterwards when we saw people fighting on base Street. Yeah, that's you right. Yeah. Two, yeah. two like Leaf fans squared up. Yeah. I that. saw two Leaf fans fight yeah. uh, after a Leaf win. Oh, uh, game three against the Bruins, twenty nineteen. Okay, yeah, no, these no. guys were just mad. I think. Yeah, I don't know who was who started what or what they were no. fighting about, but some the dude was throwing some blows. Yeah, one one side one. Yeah, <laughs> one, <laughs> one side guy got beat up very much. Yeah. One anyway. So what I was trying to say is, I got to see Clayton Keller's OT winner, mm-hmm. uh, OT winner hat trick mm-hmm. uh, in Mullet Arena the other day, where you think the Coyotes have it bad. A Flyers fan threw their hat onto the ice after Keller won. 
Oh, wow. With the hat trick. That game was very good news for the Anaheim Ducks because they're fighting for Connor Bedard and the two teams that they're fighting with Connor both got points. And now we bring it back to the Anaheim Ducks game. <laughs> there it is. Listen. There it is. And the Leafs have not lost a game in regulation in 15 straight. What? What was 15 games ago? Was it the fucking Ducks? It might have been. Or no, that was in overtime. I don't actually know. And who cares? <laughs> no, well, like, 15 games ago. It was 15 games ago. I'm glad you got what you wanted. I the, did, because I said you roller. yesterday. I don't want, what I don't want is some slow, piddly game. I want the Leafs to come out and continue to steamroll teams that they should steamroll. It was 4-2 Pittsburgh. And and this is where this is where I get upset, where people were like, yeah, like I don't understand why you're so hard on them early in the year, because they should be fucking killing these teams. Look what they just did to the Ducks last night. That Ducks team is not any different than it was 20 games ago when they played them, nope. except the Leafs played different. And when the Leafs play below, because I tell you, this team can win the cup. This team for sure can win oh, the cup. Oh, boy, there it is. This oh, team can win the cup. Oh, boy. So when they don't play to that level, yeah, as a fan, I'm going to get upset about that. Nothing wrong with that. I think the 14 games before that is enough goodwill for the Leafs that if they had just, if, if Mitch Marner had taken the puck and eaten it and then went to his own goal and pooped it out and it, the Ducks won one nothing, that would have been okay. Mm. I the, don't know about it that specifically. It would have been okay if he specifically did that because they've built up enough goodwill here over these 14 games that... This team is good. Mm -hmm. I think we can all concede that they're good and they do have a shot to go deep on a deep playoff run. I just don't know if his digestive system has the power or speed to do what you're suggesting. If he did it, mm -hmm. it would be okay. Mm. But if, if he did it, it would be a medical miracle. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Oh, so we get to witness something cool and the Leafs lose. It's like That's a dog right. eating a tennis so ball. So win-win. I think with, I think or win-lose. I, I got to ask this. I got to ask this, guys. Um, how does it feel to be that hard on Alex Kerfoot and then just see him wire that, especially that second goal? Good. Clean, baby. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's the NHL. Most of these guys can friggin' rifle it if you leave them wide open. Right. Yep. And, uh, like I felt compelled to do a Ducks fans, if I were you segment in the LFR. Of course. Because, uh, I don't know, seeing Sam Carrick and... Dallas Eakins brought back some memories. Well, of, I got I sent, I sent Jesse a clip, and we, we're going to have to freeze it, but it's from uh, Twisted Leafs on uh, Twitter, and it's just it's Dallas Eakins' face, just upset. Uh, well, uh, Alberto basically was like, "It's he's broken. <laughs> this man is broken. We've broken this man." And I think I was thinking about Dallas Eakins' coaching luck. He was like this up and coming guy in the AHL with the Leafs, and then he was an assistant coach here, and then he got to he got to do one year with the shitty Oilers in like 2012. Oh, yeah. And now he's... Oh, and then look he gets, at that fat. Yeah, like he's like... Oh. Like, tell me, you're not having a good time. And then he gets put in charge of the shitty Ducks. They shouldn't have taken the ice in the third. Dallas Eakins, man, I, I feel they bad shouldn't. for him. I feel bad for him. He's had the worst teams to coach. I guess you got to take the coaching teams you get, but... Scotty Bowman wouldn't do anything with these Ducks. Oh, I don't think um, so. What can you do? I don't know. Like, like prime Scotty Bowman, man. First of all, so I just went to Dallas Eakins Hockey DB page. Smolder, the picture of him with the Florida Panthers. Um, <laughs> and he's from Florida. I didn't know that. Um, but this poor guy has coached some really god-awful teams. Nowhere near 500. Actually, let me look. He has never had a winning record at the NHL level in one, two, three, four, five, and this is now his sixth season as an NHL head coach. 
I've got it here too. Really good in the AHL. Best winning percentage is 472. The highest place he's ever finished with the team is sixth. In the AHL, he's got one season under 500, and it was his first with the Marlies. Sorry, that's six in the division, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Everybody's like, oh, that's the coach of the future. Leafs can't let him go. They lost in the 2012 finals because of Mike Costa and the damn AHL getting the offside rule wrong in game three or two, mm-hmm. whichever it was. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, well, I felt compelled to do a Ducks fans if I were you because, like, this is a team. So not interested in playing hockey right now, man. Like some of those guys got a little bit of fire. Some of them are fun to watch. Listen, if you're a hardcore Ducks fan, what what I said is you don't need to watch every game. You don't. They're, like It's December. You don't need to watch December. January, you don't need to watch January. End of January after the All-Star break, tune in. You get to evaluate the team a little bit. Here's who I think they should try to keep. Here's who I think they should try to trade. Here's who I want to see called up. Pay attention to what like the San Diego Gulls are doing and everything. Maybe mix in a couple of Regina Pats games mm-hmm. and that whatever team Matt Vay-Mitchkov plays for and Fantilli and then enjoy that. That way you can enjoy the stretch run. But all I could see in the body language of the Ducks is a team painfully aware of the fact that after the seven, nothing ass kicking, they have fifth. 52 games left. It's, it's, I've been there, man. And I've been there. It's a miserable time. I honestly thought John Gibson played pretty well, comparatively speaking. And then he got hurt. (laughs) And then he got hurt. Yeah. And he hasn't been good this season. No. I think he's 0 and 8 on the road. His eight, I think it was 0 and 8. He doesn't have a win on the road. 62 on the road. He hasn't, he hasn't been great. Nobody on the Ducks has been really get great outside of Zegris and Terry and McTavish has looked all right too, but like, he's so young. Like how can you evaluate what he's doing? But like Zegris and Terry have looked good. There are great pieces and they have pieces for the future. It's just, there's nothing really there I, outside of that. Last year, down. there was fun stories with Zegris, Milano and Terry, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Michigan goal, mm-hmm. like there was fun stuff. Happen- there was there. They were having at least some fun. There's no fun. No. I wonder how much of that too is like, you know, a guy like Ryan Getzlaff taking some pressure off. I know he was sort of at the end of his career, yeah. but it helps to have some good. veteran presence. Oh, for sure. But I, I, it helps year. to have a veteran presence there. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder if he, him not being there is part of it. And it's sort of, now it's like re- the reality is we still suck. There's no step forward this year. Here's the, the tough part, right? This is Halo Reach for the Ducks. Okay. What does that mean? The Halo Reach is a game where the last level is you die. Sorry to spoil it, but you die trying to defend a ship that leaves the planet Reach full of um, survivors of the Covenant attack on Reach, and one Mm. of those survivors is Master Chief. Mm. Okay. So... His the, name is Master Chief. Well, it's John one one seven, I think. But what? <laughs> you have to get into the Halo universe, Jesse. Yeah, there are people laughing this hard at you that you, you don't didn't know. know I've never the... played a fucking Halo game. Yeah. Oh, you have you've ne- what? Okay, I don't play Halo. I didn't. I never Halo. owned an X, uh, Microsoft console. Well, you like you've never played it at a friend's house. Yeah, but I've never played like a campaign. I don't know. I don't play shooters. Like I wouldn't know how to play it or anything. That's Halo's huge. That that's akin to being like I don't know who Mario is. That's not true. Oh, is he? Oh, is he? 
Is he the plumber guy? I don't know his name. I thought his name was John Luca. Master, <laughs> Master Chief is a hilarious name. It is. It's unnecessary. And <laughs> he flies through space. So his name is Mr. Boss. Mr. Or Man or the Demon, according to the Covenant. Anyway, all that to say, in Halo Reach, you die protecting the hero and the future of the human race. That's what these ducks are doing. That I look at the 1415 Leafs and the 1516 Leafs as the abandoned, as the forsaken. It was their job to lose as many games as possible and just take nightly beatings en route to Master Chief, Austin Matthews, coming in and saving the franchise. They're still waiting for their Master Chief. They have some parts worth keeping and worth saving. Zegris, McTavish, Drysdale, uh, Troy Terry. I hope they get a goalie. I hope they go out and get a goalie because you can't just throw Dostel uh, to the Wolves. He's actually had he's, good numbers at every level. He's on emergency loan because uh, oh. Stollers Stoll, is yeah. uh, injured. Or oh. He's out. Oh, he's supposed God. to be their backup. Uh, yeah, he's on emergency loan. That's why he's playing right now. Oh, good yeah. Lord. They should go out and get someone so that they don't ruin this kid's confidence all that to say um this year's ducks team is designed to be a miserable time um i don't know what to do about that and you know what's absolutely wild they've won one game it's almost december they've won one game without the use of overtime in the shootout one point out of second last the tank for connor bedard is on mm -hmm. It is on the Blackhawks. The, the, I, okay, but but with the Ducks, what what I'm I'm freaked out about for them, hmm. and this might be early in the season, but still, I want to say, I mean, it's not that early. It's thirty, you know, thirty games in. Um, I saw the Buffalo Sabers tank for Jack Eichel like this. I saw them strip it. They did have some veterans, but the team sucked. And the problem was, okay, so then they brought in Jack Eichel, and they're like, well, he's here now. But the team still sucks. Like the one thing about a good snap rebuild, and I think that's how we have to we have to talk about a a tear it down rebuild differently because there's very there's a, many different types that have been attempted. I think the two teams that have done it the best, uh, I think the Leafs going from last place to a playoff spot in one season is pretty spectacular. Yeah. Playoff success aside, that's pretty impressive. Pretty amazing. And I think what the Rangers were able to pull off a couple seasons ago when they issued an apology to their fans <laughs> and have. Turned, flipped the script, and according to Jesse, they might win the cup. And I, I, I you know, I'll, they're in the I'll semifinals the last year. In there too. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and yeah. I, so, so there's those types of rebuilds, and then there's the ones that Sabers have tried. Um, I think the Coyotes have been attempting for 20 years <laughs> um, uh, since Gretzky. I, since left. Gretzky, like I don't know, like I don't know what the direction is, man. Um, and 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 what I worry about with the Ducks. Is that you know you're gonna you're gonna maybe Silverberg gets traded maybe maybe Gibson gets traded Klingberg Klingberg um, Klingberg for sure for Klingberg for sure I just wonder like okay so then let's say they do get Bedard so then what they got pieces I think like I think the the big three if you want to throw in Drysdale that's the big four T Tavish Terry and Zegris are three core pieces I get Up that I'm, and I don't disagree but but. So were Matthews, Marner, Nylander, mm -hmm. and they took several years to get really into it, although Matthews had 40 goals in his first year, which is crazy. But they also had Kadri, Van Riemsdyk, Riley was, was a few years Hyman. in. 
Hyman, like well, a, Hyman started, but no, I'm talking about the veteran presence. They oh, had you Riley. Know, they had viable veterans on that team. You know, Riley was Riley a good, was a good middle piece. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? but you know what I mean is that like there are guys on that team that have scored 20 goals that uh, could teach some of these younger guys. Remember, like at the beginning, like JVR and Kadri and Bozak were the guys on the power play. And let me throw this out there: they had a goalie. They had a goalie. Yeah. You need a goalie, man. And I think that's the mission right now for, is it Pat Verbeek is the GM yeah. there? So that, that's his mission right now is to take all of these assets you have, everybody, fire them into the sun, every UFA who's not going to stick around through this rebuild, and go get those guys. And then this offseason, if you get Bedard, then like, yippee you know, you're, you're, you're speeding up the rebuild, and then you keep adding those pieces. Like, that's your job right now, now that we know your team just, it sucks so hard. Go fill it in. I'm just looking. So I'm blind enough that I can't see, but all I see is red next to the cap hit for all their defensemen. And I think that's okay because this is not a D core worth keeping. It'll be Klingberg's UFA. So trade yep. him. Shattenkirk UFA. Definitely. Trade him. Uh, Kulikov UFA. Man, him on trade the Tavares him. goal. Get off the ice. Oh my <laughs> so God. Shattenkirk is interesting. I was thinking about him. I'm like, man, that guy was the bell of the ball. Not four seasons ago, signed with his hometown team. It didn't work out, and now you got to be thinking like this is the end of his contract. And you go, oh, you can't this have is him how and Klingberg on the same team. No, you can't. They're, They're the both same guy. Right-handed offensive defensemen who need their power play cookies, <laughs> and they have the second worst power play in the league. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, I I I, I agree with you. I just feel like Shattenkirk's got to be thinking. Like day one when he signed that contract must have been the best, and now it's like, <laughs> and this is where this con. Who knew that four years later this is where he'd be? Right. The one thing Anaheim. you were mentioning, all of those rebuilding teams who have turned around. We should throw in the New Jersey Devils too, based on what they're doing this season, because took the, them a while though. The last team to finish last in goals for and goals against were the New Jersey Devils wow. in that awful year, and right now Anaheim is on pace to do that. And you know what? Uh, what New Jersey got that helped them turn it around? A goalie! Finally, this season, after all of those seasons of not having a goalie. Two goalies. You need a goalie, man. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. need stops. Like, Frederick Anderson, the first year, was goddamn heroic. <laughs> like, I, I know his tenure with the Leafs is looked at as come see, come saw, but that's 16-17 outside of October. That guy was a superhero. Yeah. yeah. Those first two seasons in Toronto were awesome. Oh. Playoffs aside. Oh, they were not good at defending. They were oh, no, good. no. I mean, Martin Marincin was in their second pair. Yeah, he saved them every night. I think that's why Leaf fans still are like, you know what? We need a defenseman. And I think I, I'm guilty of it, too. I think well, you, you can never have enough. You forget. <laughs> well, yeah, that's well, especially the Leafs this year. But you you you've we had such horrendously thin defense for such a long time. Connor Carrick was playing top four minutes. Uh, with Gardner. With Gardner. I missed that pair. Yeah, it was a good pair. All those Zaitsev years. Yeah, like that. I mean, man, they signed him with a seven year deal. Zaitsev That's had so 36 points because he was on the power play. That's right. That's when you played two defensemen on the power play. Yep. Oh. That's when he lost. Mm-hmm. When he fell off was Did when they? they, the next year, they switched to one defenseman on the power play and he didn't get his he's power play. He's never come close. No, he's never been good again. Um, hope I don't get a DM about that. Uh, I think, uh, 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 I think that, um, Dallas Eakins and the Ducks team. I'm I I I think that they will. I don't know. Like New Jersey had big pieces, like big pieces, 
and and they've been the the story of the year so far. I don't know that the Ducks quite have that snap back yet. Like it might be this year, and then they're a year or two away We're, from competing. We might be two years. That's away. what I'm saying, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's like Jersey had, I guess, and Jersey had three or four bad years, mm-hmm. right? We just a lot of us didn't notice uh, because of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like who knew where anybody stood really who knew who honestly 2019 and it's like okay now we're here so it's it's been it's i, I think anaheim's gonna have a bit of a tough road the way they're playing right now and like people are like well what about dallas Higgins as a coach should they fire him and do what yeah but what does that help what? the and only reason to fire him is you're bringing in your guy of the future barry trotz wouldn't Barry if Trotz, he wants to go to California? Wouldn't Barry Trotz be great in California? It's nice and it's warm. And I don't get the impression he wants. I don't get the impression he wants to go anywhere. He might not want to coach. Yeah, <laughs> he's just enjoying his. Like time. I think if he wanted any job, it'd be Winnipeg, and he didn't want it. This is uh, man. Like I look at so many guys. Like in the last episode, we were talking about Gary Bettman. What's wrong with just retiring? What's wrong with chilling? Nah, nobody wants to commit anymore. No it's hockey like you, guy. you can't call them your girlfriend or your boyfriend anymore. You got They no. got to be like a situationship and stuff. It's the same in hockey. It's no hilarious. one wants to put a label on anything. What's wrong with just taking a year off, which is what he's doing? Maybe this is the greatest thing for him. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Um, that there's an F1 driver sort of doing that right now, Daniel Ricardo, just chilling. Yeah, really? he, he's taking a year. He was forced to take a year. He was burnt out. <laughs> he was Jerome McGinley. Well, no, I think Hospital hey. offered him a contract, but he he was like, nah, no thanks. So he was the born Leafs sixty two. It's you just chill. Five years old when the Leafs won their last cup. Shut your face. He's sixty years old. I think. Uh, I think, anyway, long story short, look at He played at this. for the Regina Pats. So does Connor Bedard. He's going to go to the Ducks. So is Bedard. Here we go. Um, we'll see how it goes for the Ducks for the rest of the year, but it's, it's a tough one. The Leafs playing, uh, uh, I believe it's the Capitals next, as I mentioned before. No. Rangers? No, Rangers. Rangers, Rangers excuse me. And then the Capitals. Rangers also the Barca only Goudreau, team. Barca Goudreau, for sure. The only team to lose to the Anaheim Ducks in regulation. The New Isn't that right? <laughs> That's right. No, it's the Rangers. Uh, ah, hey, you know what I'm upset about is Alex Ovechkin scored his 800th goal, and I don't know if he's got a game in between last night's game and Saturday, but I think he's going to be held off the score sheet in his next game to pass Cordy Howe's record in Toronto. In Toronto hockey, or no, it's in Washington. Oh. And, but it's going to be on Hockey Night in Canada, and it's always against the Leafs. Ovi, Ovi is unbelievable. Okay, that, hold on. that goal they horn play man. The Stars tomorrow night. All right. Well, in theory, he could tie Gordy Howe and then pass him. It's eight oh two, right? Yeah, because I I have a vivid memory of a uh, Gretzky posing with Gordy Howe. Howe had eight oh one. Gretzky passed him with 802. Mm-hmm. In case you're wondering what I'm talking about when I say it's always against the Leafs, if you think I'm being Toronto-centric, um, Alexander Ovechkin has 41 goals and 33 assists in his career, 54 games against the Leafs. Now, his career began in 0506, and the Leafs had about a decade of being dog shit. Yeah. More, actually. Yeah. Go look at his stats against the Atlanta Thrashers, too. Bad. Yeah, a little bit. You know what's sort of hilarious, though? He's only a plus four against the Leafs. It's because it's just power play. In. <laughs> power play. In. Yeah, he has uh, 16 power play goals and 16 power play assists. 
um, against the Leafs in 54 games. That is unbelievable. So, so are we doing the 800 thing? Yeah, you want to? Absolutely. Like I, again, he. I I remember Sundin got stuck on a milestone. I can't remember which it was. Now he famously got a hat trick in overtime uh, to hit 500. So that was sick. But I remember there was there was a a milestone he was going for. It was later in his career. And he had trouble getting over the hump. Mm -hmm. And sometimes players, they get in their head and they have trouble getting over the hump. Alexander Ovechkin is the only player I remember who time and time again speeds up the closer he gets to a milestone. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Mm -hmm. How many times has he done this? Where it's like, I got to hit a milestone. Here's a hat trick. And he just rattles it off. I think of Matthews last season and how he was one shy of 60 for so long, it felt like. And guys, usually, they get a little nervous. You know, the sticks gripped a little tighter. And it takes a little longer to hit that based on their game averages. Ovi's complete opposite. Matthews pulled an Ovechkin last year, where in the second last game of the season, he scored 59 and 60, took the last game of the season off. Mm -hmm. Ovechkin, if I remember correct, one season... He scored 48, 49, 50. And in the last game of the season was a healthy scratch and was like signing autographs in the concourse. <laughs> like what a that. magical human being. He's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely unreal. And I don't think we're putting enough emphasis on he's the third player to ever hit 800 goals. Yes. You know how, you yes. know how impossible it is? How many guys are in the 600 goal club? I think it's 20. Well, it's, it's to get hit 800 goals. It's 50, 50 goals a year for 16 years. Stupid. Like that's, and that's only, what we're talking about here. I, I, if he ever does pass Gretzky, which it's starting to look like it's just a matter of time. Might be this season. He's going to not, he's not, <laughs> he's not going to let that not happen. Yeah. I agree. 100% agree. But Gretzky had multiple, he, he had a 92 goal season. He had multiple, I'm pretty sure, like 70, 60 goal seasons. Ovechkin's got one, one 60 goal season. Yeah, the consistent. One. And you got to remember, like, Gretzky towards year. the end of his career didn't score anymore. He just, a lot of assists, He right? had nine goals his final year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not a big goal Ovi's scorer. also got a lockout, two lockouts, and a pandemic. It does not make sense. Does not you make, do yeah, only, he missed the first year of his career. It, it, just, it didn't happen. You almost feel like you have to like recheck the numbers. You're like, are we sure? Yeah. <laughs> because of all the road bumps or roadblocks, I guess there's been. Um, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. And I think, um, uh, I think it coming against Toronto would be hysterically funny. Like, I'll laugh. I don't, you know, whatever. Oh. I think it's great. On Hockey Night in Canada, how perfect is that? But um, I wonder for him now, like, okay, so you go after that record, and then my question will be, at that point, once he passes it, do you then just quit, or do you try to pad the shit out of that thing? I think you do 901. Like, and, then you, and then you call Gordy it a day? did 801, I think you do 901, and then you kind of ease it off. I, maybe this is a silly way to think. I think the record is 894. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's something about, okay... Let's say he ends at 895. It's five short of yeah. 900. <laughs> don't you, don't you want to be the first ever 900 goal man? Yeah. A thousand now, like, 
It's maybe he's thinking that. Yeah, but you, uh, say, you say that, and then I'm like, oh, we could do it. Yo, it's not oh, that, that hard. He he's got do a thousand goals left. He could do a thousand. Oh boy, that's a Ma- shitload. That's the of goals. new bar. You need about sixty-five no. over the next three years each year. No, or he sticks around right? for fifty in each of the next four. What yeah. about five yeah. years? You know, what if Ovi's got five years left in him? Yeah, he's he's not even playing like any regular minutes anymore. No five on five. <laughs> you just bring him up for the. He's he's their DH. Every hair on his head is gray. At some yeah. point, he's going to retire. Judge much? <laughs> Listen, that'll be me. Where's your gavel? Exactly six. Months. Where's your yeah. gavel, Mister Judge? <laughs> what? You know they have gray hair too. They do. Not all of them. Well, it's like white. Yeah. You know, in England, oh, the, the wigs, the, 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 the barristers. Adam, Adam, give us a thirty-minute dissertation. Why do they have to do that? On why they do why that? Do you don't, you don't know. Tell us. Wigs. Yeah, I'm waiting oh, for you to so tell us. Weird. Are they like, wear you wigs? see British crime shows, and they're all dressed like it's the 17th century. I don't fucking get that. It's like a say. How are you supposed to take a judge seriously when he's wearing a wig like that? I don't get it. It's like that. <laughs> Imagine being a Canadian and getting arrested there, and you go to court, and you're just like. I'm I'm sorry. Are we filming a show? We're, we're, yeah, is, is this, this real? This is this, real. This is how you live. Is By the way, I also real? love British crime dramas too because um they actually shoot them in what looks like a real courtroom mm. rather than the the opulent amazing wood carved courtrooms you get on Law and Order. Like Law and Order, it's like the whole court is filled and it's an amphitheater and it's art from the 1800s and, and in England it's like here's a white closet with shitty lighting um, and yeah. here's what the TV show is going to be shot in I can't describe it but it's like all the cameras in the UK have a let everyone know this was shot in England setting yes they do and the second yeah, you the turn it on you're street. like this is England Coronation Street yeah. filter yeah. I know what you're this saying this is Britain yes sure, 100% yes. I don't know yes. what it is and why is it why, <laughs> why is it that EPL games always have just that little bit of you it's, know it's, it's in, in it's, England. It's a little out of focus. It's just a little out of focus. I don't know what it is, but it's a know. little out of focus. I don't know. There's something. There's something about like, and it extends to Ireland, like Dairy Girls. You're like, this is a little different, but I'm pretty sure this is in the same neighborhood. Yeah. And then you hit mainland, and the cameras all work again. <laughs> don't understand it. Don't I, understand. I, I it. totally get what you're saying. By the way, somebody else was. Uh, Back on the Ovechkin thing, sure. I forgot about this. He scored in like a professional soccer game in Russia too. Yeah, you Dynamo. Said, they kind of let him. Yeah, it's like I guess <laughs> like steamrolled a guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's two hundred thirty-five pounds. But he booted that ball, man. That wasn't like it, I'm sure they kind of let him, but it's like he he gets a hold of that thing. It's yeah. a good. It's a good one. I don't know. Can we play that goal, or is YouTube going to take us down? Uh, no, we can't play it. But I want to see it. Yeah, Jesse's going to watch it for his. His own pleasure. And, <laughs> Our uh, pleasure. Yeah. Just oh, so I get to see it system. too? Hell yeah. So he, he actually boots the hell out of it. Like, it's kind of crazy if you look it up. Who's the guy who falls down here? I don't know. It's all Russian. Oh, oh, oh come on. And he Wham. lies down. And there's, they're setting him up. There's a Look how open he is. Yeah. Ah! Look at the goalie. <laughs> look at the goalie. And oh, you're telling me he couldn't save that. Wait, wait. Show me the goalie again. Rigged, <laughs> absolutely rigged. Look at his teammates set him up. It's very fun. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not poo pooing on a very fun thing. I am rigged. <laughs> the dude doesn't even. Tr- yeah, boo. And Ovi's so happy. Good for him. He gets congratulated by the boo, <laughs> boo, anti fun. Get out of here. Yeah. Anyway, it was the first goal of the match too. Okay, so we got. We, it was rigged. It was rigged. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. 800 goals in the NHL, not rigged. No. No. <laughs> He's, uh, dude, 
He's one of the best players of all time. Let's, let's call it what it is. Like, what? <laughs> hot take. <laughs> Dude, that is a hot take to some people, are you, man. Are you sure? You guys are, you're laughing like it's oh. obvious, and I oh. think it is. Dude. Have you, has anyone told Russian Machine? Dude, they most, should write a blog about most this. people weren't gil- willing to give Alexander Ovechkin the credit he deserves until four years ago. You know that, right? Yeah, well, I do remember a time when Jeremy Roenick was on TV. The sentence ends about- there. The sentence can just end there. Yeah. But I remember when he was on the TV saying he needs to become a student of the game. Yeah. I do remember that. Our, like, yeah, okay. The our, Stanley Cup right, matters. Like, uh, it does. It matter. matters a lot. Yes. to his legacy. But like, I think since he's gotten that, and he's got it. He's going to be the all-time leading goal scorer. It's. Uh, there's no, there's no reason for that take, Stephen. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, we had the conversation about him versus Crosby, mm-hmm. right? And he's doing this thing. <sighs> By the end of his career, let's say he ends on 900 goals exactly. 901. 901. Mm-hmm. He ends on 901. He's the greatest goal scorer of all time. The Stanley Cups a piece and the way they currently are. Crosby has three, Ovechkin has one. Mm-hmm. But he's the greatest goal scorer of all time. How do we say the guy who's not the greatest goal scorer of all time had the better career? I think it's more of a debate than people think it is. Yeah, man. And and I pump Crosby's tires all the friggin' time. I think the world of him, I think he's he might, he might have been always underrated. Seriously. He had the sun and the moon of expectations, surpassed all of them. He's won three cups, been to the Stanley Cup final four times, multiple scoring titles, MVPs, Rocket. Probably should have won more. Mm-hmm. Would have won more if his uh, career wasn't uh, completely derailed. Like people talk about Crosby and Ovechkin and look how close they are in scoring. Uh, in terms of points. One's played more. Well, if Crosby hadn't missed a year and a half with a devastating injury that almost ended his career, I am willing to bet he'd be up there. But if ifs and buts were candy and that's something about Christmas. Mm-hmm. So it's obviously not done. But at, if at the end of the, I'm willing to say Sidney Crosby is the better player over his entire career. But if at the end of this, Ovechkin is the greatest goal scorer of all time, I don't know how you continue to say that. He's the greatest goal scorer of all time. Now that is a take. There you go. Sure. I would say that goal scoring is one aspect of the game. He's the greatest ever at it. Yeah. But there are other What's Sidney Crosby the the greatest ever at? Being Sidney Crosby? No, no, no. But what is he? What aspect of the game? He might be the greatest team leader that we've ever had considering the nhl ever considering uh his team canada success i'm i'm putting the golden goal into that Uh. um the the gold medals and the the fact that the three stanley cups and him leading those teams to that like i don't know he might be the greatest team leader of all time and by the way i'm not trying to i'm not trying to say that he's not i'm just i was just merely asking the question before people in the comment section i want to say this you know what i give crosby and this is so unsexy um, I give Crosby the best <coughs> player in a small space that's ever played. Yes. Nobody in the corners, nobody behind the net, nobody in front of the net can do what he can do with one square foot. Mm. Nobody. 
or at least at his best, nobody could. I think, and the reason that the NHL has gone the way that it's gone is these a bunch of kids grew up watching this guy and they're playing in it now. Like the way we used to watch hockey growing up was it's a far more linear game, right? It was headman the puck, headman the puck, dump the puck, chase the puck, get in the thing. Crosby came in and he sort of changed a lot of that. Like if you watch the way the Oilers of the uh, of the eighties played, and they were the best, best, best team in the league. Um, they were a far more you know, uh, uh, they did a lot of big, long passes and that sort of thing, but you never saw them sort of pinned in the corner where Crosby, he is constantly pinned, pinned, pinned and is able to get the puck out when, when there's a battle, he's getting it. And I think that that's been the thing that's made him the best and that low center of gravity and the, the, the shiftiness and the, what do they call that edge work? He has better no. edges than anybody. Who's got better edges? Hockey. Best Ever. edges in the last 20 years. And that's yeah. hard to explain yeah. to a newer fan. But I sure. think he's been the best at that. And he revolutionized the game because of that. What There's some great him? YouTube videos on Sidney Crosby's edge work isolated. Yeah. I oh, bet Steve a... watches them in the summer when he's on vacation. I do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do. Cool. Yeah, I do. We all should. Yeah. Like, they're fucking no, fantastic no, when, he's, when he should be spending time with Leo. No. <laughs> yeah, he takes naps still. <laughs> um, what I was going to say, what I was looking up on my phone. First of all, I know people call Crosby an elite grinder which that's exactly what he is. Yeah. <laughs> and the type of player you described, you, you described him perfectly. I was trying to think of a comparable. And the first guy that came to mind was Peter Forsberg. Mm. And what I tried to look up with him, I was going to say, well, Forsberg was so much bigger. He wasn't actually. He was like, I don't know, an inch and five pounds. Oh, bigger. That's played it. bigger. He sure did. Uh, maybe it was those nineties pads. Oh yeah. That, that he was wearing. I don't know. But, um, I love Crosby's arc as well because we came in those first like four or five years. It was cry, cry baby Crosby. You remember that? And then now it's the complete opposite, where he's the he's the guy Stone dishing cold. out the punishment. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah. His story definitely has a um, I don't know about more interesting, but definitely more complicated beginning, middle, and end. And then there's Alexander Ovechkin, who just sort of showed up and scored fifty fucking goals every Ooh, year. Completely linear. Every day year. One. Like one of the most consistent athletes of all time in mm -hmm. any sport. That's wild. Wild. And I know, you know, a soccer fan might not give a shit or a basketball fan might not give a shit, but. Well, it's a good thing we're doing a hockey podcast, right? It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. No, it, dude, 800 goals. It's a lot. I didn't. It's a lot. I think when he scored his, or no, there, there was a stat recently. It's like, oh, he's at 791. And I was like, what? What? He's going to hit 800 this month? Like, I don't know. It just like snuck up on me. Mm -hmm. And now every goal he scores is noteworthy. Every goal he scores on a highlight show or whatever, you need to put a little ticker of how far back he is of Gretzky. He's going to tie Gordie Howe at the next one. He's going to pass him with the one after that. He's got greatest Russian goal scorer locked up forever ever and uh, once he passes how he'll need i think it's 92 mm -hmm. to tie gretzky well vetskin could rattle that off in two seasons and this one's not even half done this is a mutant this is a monster he might you know i talked about him adding on an extra year to his career he, he might pass gretzky before his contract's up well, how much do you got left? Three? I think it's three. Yeah, I think he probably will. Oh, yeah. Goofy. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. At a later date, there's a different yeah. discussion for what the Capitals should do with their team. 
but around a guy who's you just the, go who's the who's scoring this well like you can't rebuild keep going so <laughs> you just gotta kind of float just kind of see what you can do and keep going but well that's a different conversation for a different day no there some players are special enough that they ride out into the sunset on your team oh i you know what i think is going to be especially amazing is if at the end of their careers crosby retires as a penguin and Ovechkin retires also as a penguin. No, I'm kidding. Um, as a capital, they both stayed there in one of the most tumultuous times in NHL history where teams are, where players are going here, there and everywhere. Uh, even though the NHL is making it as hard as possible for players to change teams. If both these guys play their near 20 year careers and stay with the same team the whole time, that's incredible. I think too, CJ has always said that longevity is a skill. Yep. And I agree, mm. no, the older I got, the more I agree with them. It's very, very hard to continue at anything at a high level for a long period of time, especially something as physical as hockey is. And the fact that these guys, uh, Crosby more than Ovechkin, I think have come back from hardcore injuries mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. continue to perform at that level. And, you know, adjust your games because, you know, I remember when Ovi came into the league, that guy could absolutely crush people. Mm-hmm. He would just slam and the boards would rattle like you never see hits like that anymore. They were like Dion Phaneuf, prime Dion Phaneuf, Calgary level hits. I remember when he was a rookie, we all said he'd have a 10 year career. Right. Because people were like, you can't do that forever. And he adjusted his game and he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> um, Crosby uh, has adjusted many, many facets of his game to suit the fact that he is Wait, did you say now. Ovechkin doesn't do that anymore? He, he's not doing it like the way he was. Not the way he was. He still usually leads his team in hits. Sure. But Which like. You know, he used to, like, dive bomb guys. He, he it's would, not like it was. He would throw three to 400 hits a year. Tom Wilson says hello. Like, yeah. I, I lead yeah, the team yeah. in hits, but Ovi can be second. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's amazing. It really, really is. So mm-hmm. uh, congratulations to him. It's just going to be one of the most fun storylines to watch over the next two, three years about yeah. that 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 crawl towards Gretzky. And I, I have Crosby, just for the record, I have Crosby over Ovi. I do, too. In my all-time now. greats rankings, Crosby over Ovi. Oh, it's getting harder. It is. It's the if there is it's a gap, closer. it's closing. Yeah, but Crosby's still over. Meanwhile, he's still one of the best at his position in the entire sport. And they play different positions. Yeah, and, like, you got Crosby give... plays a harder position. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Ovechkin's and, and position Crosby's is also. Everyone's known what I'm going to do for over 15 years, and they still can't stop it. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I, I've always said what matters more to me is uh, what's more important in the sport of hockey. We put way too much emphasis on assists because it's very Canadian. Like, well, you helped out. Good for you. <laughs> um, actually, goals are the most important thing, like in every mm-hmm. sport. Um, and we don't put enough. We still don't put enough emphasis on goals, which is why for me, that gap is closed considerably because I know. Listen, I know he doesn't play center, but uh, 800 goals, man. <laughs> I the most know. important part of the game, he is the best ever at it. Yes. Yeah. In my opinion. Okay. I already think he's the best goal scorer that's ever ever lived. Yes. So how many goals does Crosby have in his career? He's played eleven hundred and thirty seven games. I'll Six. say five hundred and fifty. Six something? Uh five thirty four. Five thirty four. So Sidney Crosby oh, how, how What a this? wimp. Sidney Crosby is legitimately one of the best goal scorers of all time. Yes. You score for five hundred goals, you're one of the best goal scorers of all time. Mm-hmm. He'll get to and he'll get to 600. Ovechkin is more than 250 goals ahead of him. (laughs) He's a legitimately noteworthy NHL career ahead of him in terms of goal scoring. Yeah, 
Anybody that gets 250 goals is amazing. That's a great career. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, has Matthews even hit that yet? I don't know. I think he's close. I think he's he's closing in on, like, the top 10 leaps of all time. Yeah, no. It's <laughs> yeah, well, the Leafs records are a joke. <laughs> they're pretty bad. Shut it's up. fucking uh, embarrassing. They're, they're embarrassing. Fucking hey, uh, I, I want to switch topics for a sec, guys. No. Uh, I want to get to my my drama report for the day. Oh. The fallout from the Bo Horvat situation in Vancouver has been oh. very, very interesting. What? We missed the most important part of Ovechkin's 800. Oh, the Patrick Kane? <laughs> oh, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> Sorry. So Ovechkin, by the way, when he did score his 800, he just held it. <laughs> oh, he reveled in it. Like, he's like, he held on to the puck like, I'm about to score my 800th goal. It's going to happen right now. This is pretty cool. You could have, you honestly, you could have, uh, you could have written an essay in the time it took him to receive the puck and then actually bother to shoot it. Yo, Peter Morazic is Shocking. Shocking. And it's funny. I saw some Blackhawks fans say, like, um, he's just not an NHL goalie anymore. And I was just picturing Blackhawks management up in a box, like, oh no, that's so terrible that we're losing all these games mm -hmm. in a truly unprecedented draft. Oh no. But I watched this goal five, 10, 12 times. Before I notice Patrick Kane, Jesse, can you take it? It's it's funny because he got up and was okay. Patrick, and he Patrick congratulated Kane Ovechkin after this. Did not miss a shift. That's he was on the ice. Stupid. After his next shift, you don't know what happened. Ov scores his eighth hundred career goal. Patrick Kane is coming back from the blue line wherever he was stationed, and he's he's trying to stop the goal. He's running, he's skating as you fast as he can. You have it up on the screen. Is he the blur at yes, the far left? That is Patrick. Kane okay, there. so he's moving. He is fucking trucking from the other, from the center ice all the way to try and stop Ovi from scoring this goal. He goes head over heels over. I forget. I don't know who the defenseman oh, is who no. falls in front, but a defenseman. He gets his foot. Yo, that's so dangerous. Falls on the ice. Patrick Kane goes flying over him and he nearly snaps his neck dude he's past the icing line he's in the air he both feet are off the flying, ice lying and his literally. lead arm is not protecting him it's holding his no. stick and it, he goes oh my god head first into the boards oh Yikes. it is absolutely brutal how didn't he hurt his neck his shoulder his collarbone his ribs his skull his and he just got up and congratulated him. He's like, congrats on scoring 800 goals. And it's, it's like he didn't just wreck himself. It's unfortunate that it happened on the 800th goal because he could have been seriously injured. And no one noticed. Thank goodness. Because everybody stops and celebrates Ovi, obviously. And Patrick Kane's there against the boards nearly with a broken neck, but he's fine. <laughs> Man, it's, it's funny. I didn't notice until people started tweeting it at me. Yeah. They're like, oh, my God, is Kane okay? I go, what? I had no idea what they were talking about. And then I watched it again. I'm like, which one's K? Oh! And if you watch it in full speed, he's wearing bright red. Like, here he is. Wee! Oh, Maron. That's so bad. That's so bad. And not a person in the building is looking at him. No, no, no one noticed. Maybe Blackhawks players noticed. I don't know. I don't think so, they uh, so he's still down. That's where he would. So they have an overhead shot of everybody celebrating Ovi because it was a hat trick goal. And uh, all the caps are coming on the ice. Crazy. So Patrick Kane is over there on one knee by the boards. Starting to get up. He was fine. Thank God. But 
Absolutely crazy. Also, hey, NHL, if you're calling it by the rules, penalty on the Caps. Mm. They all left the bench. That's the second time this season. <laughs> uh, they did that for Stamkos, too. Yeah, you know uh, what? Yeah, yeah. David Clarkson, 10 games. Call it. 10, 10 games. games. 10 games suspension, whole mm. team. Also, nah. side note, uh, ESPN, they know how to do their broadcasts right. So if you're watching the broadcast on ESPN, it was Caps versus uh, Blackhawks. And they had across the bottom of the screen for the whole game, Ovi's goal count. That's not part of the highlights? No. That was on the broadcast? No, this is a clip from the broadcast, is it not? I love that. An alarm should go off every time he hits the edge. Um, is this, is 30 this times great? a game, I don't care. No. I, I, I want to send you, Jesse, I have to send you something. Okay. I have to, you need to pull up this graphic. This is from a few, this is from a while ago, but I, I just found it on Twitter. Uh, and I want to say, uh, it's Alexander Ovechkin. Okay. Okay. Um, scoring his 800th goal. And it's the best hockey graphic of all time. This is from B Weather or sorry, Bellweather Johnson on 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 uh, Twitter. Please pull up this graphic, Jesse. Sorry, Bellweather I, Johnson. Yes, is this person's name Bellweather, or are they a weather host on the Bell Network? Don't named know Johnson. No idea. But you need to pull up this graphic because this is this is just ridiculous. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> See? See? Oh my god! So what it is, and this is from a, the NHL Network a while ago, but top goal scorer since 05-06. Uh, it's got uh, Ovechkin, Crosby, Stamkos, Stahl, and Malkin. Uh, Ovechkin has the most goals at 749. Crosby, the next closest at 488. But then it goes into their hits as That's well. Nearly a 300 goal gap! Mal- Malkin has 576 hits in that time. Stahl, 8- 897. Stamkos, 929. Crosby, 879. Ovechkin, sorry, yeah, 897. Ovechkin, 3,160. <laughs> hits. <laughs> Forget everything I said about him adjusting his game. Fuck it. What do I know? Dude, 3,000 hits. <laughs> Dude, he's going to retire with eight, somewhere between eight and 900 goals. Maybe the best goal scorer of all time and 4,000 hits. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I had to show you guys that. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Forget a drug test, species no, test. But he's not. That's not human. Let me ask you this: You know when they when possession got like when people who are like possession stat advocates, uh, yeah. which I am one, say you know a lot of people with high possession numbers don't don't have a lot of hits. This kind of does fly in the face of that a little bit. Now I know it's just a one outlier, but like I guess he doesn't possess the puck very often. No, he's just, he just shoots it. He's busy. He's, uh, he's, if I don't have the puck, I'm going to hit you. Yeah. Okay. It's a good, it's a good way to make sure you have a man whenever you don't have the puck. That's true. What if I try to fucking run through them? You're right. We got to get to a couple (laughs) other things here before we, uh, before we get to the end of the show and do some uh, press conference questions. So I want to, I do want to move on to Bo Horvat guys. Can we do that? Is that possible? Yes. All right. Now, uh, this is a bit dramatic, but it's also true of a, 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 I mean, I love I love my drama, so I'm into it. But Farhan Lalji of TSN, well respected, long tenured. I've been watching this guy since I was a kid. Forever. Um, authoritative voice in BC sports, and he talked about the Bo Horvat situation on Twitter, and he said Bo addressed the situation in a very honest and forthright manner. Meaning that, remember we talked about yesterday how the Canucks, from what we understand, lowballed him. Offered him a max term deal, but no, but like well short of what TJ Miller or JT Miller, excuse me, 
Um, Did it again? Teach I don't know. I don't know. Um, J, JT Miller, I guess, former, oh, former now. That's right. Uh, JT Miller, you know, would have been offered, right? Well short of that. Um, and so here's what he said. In a room, this is Farhan talking about Bo. In a room that isn't the easiest to be around, I can stress, I can't stress enough that Horvat is an incredible person in the mold of the Sedins would be a huge loss if he's gone. And in response to a couple of people, Farhan gets even more honest. So you told me not to read some of these. Yeah. So uh, somebody named Lori responds, hey, if he's captain, there needs to be accountability to isn't, isn't the easiest in the room to be around. Uh, you know, Petey can be captain now. Bring the positive energy and a fresh change that the Canucks desperately need by Bo. With him leaving, it can only go up. So Farhan Lodge responds to this and says, Bo and Shen are the two best people in that room. When they're gone, it will only get more toxic. Wow. Oh, boy. That's an explosive quote. And then a guy named Kyle Clark responds to Farhan and says, in a room that isn't the easiest to be around, in quotes, Farhan says, I was being generous, and the two best people around are the most likely to be moved. And that would be Shen and Horvat. They're in such a bad way, bro. They're in... (sighs) Like, yo... You rarely see reporters that honest about it. Yeah. About character in the room. Like, that is an intense thing to say. Sometimes so, uh, reporters have a bad reputation for shiving guys on their way out. Mm-hmm. But this is a reporter um, giving flowers to players who are about to leave and basically saying, well, buckle up because it's not going to get better once these guys leave, once they go. Oh, boy. And he is a respected name. Usually uh, respected. Been around for a long time. Oh, no, he's not saying this unless he really fucking means it. Like, he, no, and he here's the thing. Me. No, first off, it's not drama in Vancouver. No other, no outlet has has challenged him on it. Nobody's been like, Farhan doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Fuck this guy, whatever. I don't know if anyone's no ever one, said that. No one has said any, well, of course not. It's Farhan, but, but no one has said anything. If you said that in Toronto, you'd have 40 reporters going, wait a second, wait a second. Unless mm-hmm. everybody agrees with him. Mm. Uh, you just reminded me the other day, uh, John Liu came on the television and, uh, my wife was like, who is that? And I got offended. <gasps> yeah, she doesn't know John, John Liu. John Liu. Best dressed reporter in Montreal. He's been on the television since before Sarah Louise came to Canada. That's right. So how dare she mm-hmm. not know that? I, I was starstruck. John Liu, TSN. My Montreal. first ever uh, flight when Nike sent me to Saskatchewan for the Team Canada camp, I saw Winnipeg. him and I was like, oh, that's John Liu. Winnipeg. With He's not in Montreal anymore. He was oh, Montreal. Oh, right. He's in Winnipeg now. I yeah. forgot. Sorry. Because yeah. Sarah Orleski were, moved off of, I think she's working for the Jets now. I don't know. Anyway, they got a, they brilliant reporters at TSN. Um, I think, uh, uh, and no, that was not a shot at Sportsnet. We obviously like them too. Come yeah. on. Um, Are you sure? Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. I, I think with Farhan, when it comes to that, there's obviously a reason that he feels like, there's obviously a reason he feels now this is the time to be honest about this. When, when you tweet something like that, you have to understand that he's probably walking back in that dress room. Maybe he's not doing that. I don't know what Farhan does day to day all the time. But if he's walking back into that dressing room, it's a pretty good chance those players have seen that. Mm. So there has to be a point where you go, you know what? I really don't give a shit when any of you think. And that is a very interesting place to be in if you're a reporter because you have to cover these guys and you rely on them for quotes. I can't. Oh. Whatever the post game is for the next Canucks thing, oh. mm. 
Must watch. Do we have enough evidence now to just confirm that top to bottom from players all the way up to the tip top of management that the organization is an absolute mess? Like from the Rachel Dory stuff to the players hating each other to this, like it seems like the Canucks losing organization losing a lot of games, losing, <laughs> firing their coach, not giving him a new contract, and openly in the media talking about how you don't like his plan. Like I think it's a giant toxic mess in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're wrong, but what's interesting is nothing's being done nobody's taking any action and according to farhan like so there's obviously some good people amongst all of this mess sure. and like those good people could be bo horvat who they get rid of like, can i just say as a leaf fan the luke shen being this like mystical leader that they need thing is so strange to me um because the, obviously the sun and the moon was expected of him and he was supposed to be the next Scott Stevens. Chris Pronger. Yeah. Chris Pronger and this amazing leader and way too much was placed on him to the point where he was kind of kicked out of town and they get JVR in exchange for him and JVR's a, a hit and ah, uh, guy's a bum. Look, he's not even in the league anymore. And, and it's funny in the end, at least from the locker room standpoint, it seems he's exactly as advertised. Yeah. It's he, you know, he didn't hit the career uh, milestones that were expected of him because the career he was expected to have was no longer possible um, in the 2010s. Sounds like a great guy, though. He grew up into a man. Credit to Tampa Bay. Also, I think being in that organization probably matures you tenfold. Let and me throw it out there. Stanley Cup champion, Luke Shen. Yes. Uh, like but, going. But JT Miller was too. <laughs> JT Miller. No, he was. wasn't. JT Miller was a lightning player. That's how they got him. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. not a Stanley Cup champ. Ah, true. Yeah. Um, like I assume. And like the Leafs thing, it was so long ago. Like Luke Shen is a different forever human. ago. Like when was that JVR Luke Shen trade? 2012. <laughs> yeah. It was like, the last trade Brian Burke ever made as Leafs. A decade ago? Come on, Leafs fans. Like you didn't you didn't have the same Luke Shen. No, I think no. A Maybe lot of Leafs fans are on the side of bring him back. Oh, oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah. He would be great in Toronto. But oh, if I'm Luke Shen, uh, I did my time. Yeah, I did my time. I yeah. don't need to do that again. But it reminds me of like the Mason Mason uh, Marchment stuff. Like, come on. Mm. Like, that was so long ago. Uh, the mm. organization was a different organization. They wanted to move on. They didn't see the future of the player. And, like, I get if you had hung on, he would have been great. But, like, they didn't. And move on from that. Anyway, we're making it about the Leafs <laughs> here. Um, like, I want to know, who, like, who's the leadership group once those two are gone? Like, obviously, it's JT Miller. It, but Pedersen's the captain? That's news to me. Is JT Miller the leader you want? Is he the heir apparent? And then you're just going to get constant, even worse than it currently is, comparisons to the Sedins. This completely unachievable standard that all you need to do is be as good as two Hall of Fame ballot twins. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is going forward there, man. I just don't know what it is. Okay. You know, I I always like to talk about, okay, you trade this guy, you get a windfall for him. That's great. Adam often likes to bring up, okay, you get all those futures. Then what? 
do you hit on those futures? Hmm? How long does it take you to hit on those futures? If you do hit on them, how long are you willing to tolerate being bad? Like one thing I think we can say. Vancouver has no tolerance for being bad. Yeah. Like that's one thing I think we can say with a fair amount of confidence is this ownership group doesn't have an interest in, uh, they, ah, I'm going to make it about Mike Armantrout. Their only interest is half measures, Walter. Mm. Walter. Are we talking Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad? Whenever he said the no more half measures quote. Oh, okay. I Break- think that was in Breaking yeah. Bad. But, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think too, you know, <laughs> uh, it's a, uh, it's an interesting thing because I feel like if the Canucks took a definitive direction that we are going to rebuild this finally. It's it's almost like a balloon that's like oh it's overinflated, overinflated. You're just waiting for it to pop. You could you could do that, raise ticket prices, and the place would sell out the next year. They have smart fans. They, exactly. Yeah. You can sell the fans of Vancouver on hope. No problem. You just like, need to give it to them. Sell, yeah. Thank you. Harder <laughs> to sell, um harder to sell other markets on hope. And I won't name any because they'll get mad. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, Vancouver, n- n- not hard to sell those fans on the new, the new crop. And, uh, and, and, and you said it yesterday, right? Like, well, what do you do? You got, you know, Hughes and Patterson, they're already what? 23 or Hughes is 21, I think. And then mm-hmm. Patterson's 23, 24. They're getting into their mid twenties. Right. So then what do you do? Uh, I don't know what you do. I think sometimes you need to have some veteran help. Pedersen and Hughes would be great for that. Remember I said you needed Bozak and JVR and mm-hmm. Gardner and some of these guys to help the younger Leafs ar- along uh, when they did it. Um, and I think Jersey's done a good job of that with guys like Dougie Hamilton. Um, and, and you know, Palat, when he comes back, there's there's players on Jersey that are oh, a little man. bit older. But like Vancouver has veteran help, right? Oh, right, they do. They yeah, do. Yeah, they're not good. Yeah. yeah, but like they some of them are. But like JT Miller would be that guy. Like we keep going back to him. He's, he's not, not a leader. No, JT Miller's not. Tyler, a leader. No, he's Ma- the opposite of it. Tyler Myers. Yeah, not a player. OEL. not not a player. Not you know they had, they they went and they bought these guys. They bought the wrong guy. Not at that amount of money. Like certainly not. Okay, is that the Canucks cap friendly page up? It right is. Now? Who are those two defensemen at the top with those long cap hits? Quinn Hughes and OEL. Fuck a duck. <laughs> no, because I'm looking at that. I'm like, okay, one of them's Quinn Hughes. That's cool. That's cool. We're cool with that. Who's the other one? OEL. Ooh, I'm dying. They have almost matching contracts. How old is OEL? 31. How many years has he got left? One, two, three, four, five. That's including this, this season. Four after. What's the salary break? I need to see. Seven two six zero is the AAV in terms of the money. Uh, the salary goes down, so it's more tradable. He'll be there till the building falls down. He's he, his salary's ten and a half, ten and a half, eight, five two five, five two five. So you're looking at a movable deal three seasons from now. That arena in Vancouver is not going anywhere. It's a beautiful arena built in the middle of downtown. It was, no, it's just a phrase. Yeah. No, it's a nice phrase. I think you call it. I mean, a nice building. The end of Rogers Place? Rogers Arena? What is it called? It was Rogers Arena. Rogers Arena. Rogers Place, Edmonton. The implication was the last three things. What are you saying about Ted? 
I'm, what I'm saying is the last three things on earth will be Keith Richards, a cockroach, and OEL's contract. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like it's death taxes and a shitty Vancouver Canucks like contract. Keith Richards. I, I, honestly. Full, full no move, by the way. Oh, yeah. Full Man, no Jim Benning, disastrous. You know John what? John Chaka. He gave it out. No, no, it was Jim no. Benning. Jim uh, Benning signed the extension. No, signed by John Chaka, signed this deal. And yeah. then Jim Benning. Uh, traded, traded for it. I don't this know. This is unforced error. What's, yeah, what's worse? What's worse? <laughs> no, no, it's worse that they knew what they were getting and acquired it in exchange for. It is worse, right? Temporary. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, they traded three or four guys uh, to get temporary one year's worth of cap relief. They thought they were getting a player. They thought they but were they getting. They didn't watch the player. <laughs> yeah, they thought they were getting Oliver Ekman Larson, and they were. But, every, but it's just the wrong year. Everybody was saying, "No, don't do this," except for them, and they were like, "No, we got it." The Canucks could have could have had Dylan Genther. Ew! Oh no! They tr- oh my! The OEL deal oh, was no Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson. So those three deals that they could have just waited one more season, they all would have been gone. Yeah. And in, but they don't have the fucking patience. And then they also gave up a first round pick in 2021 who turned into Dylan Genther, who was a fucking player, and also a second round pick in last year's draft, who was Hunter Height. I don't know. I'm not familiar with him. No. With Hunter. And then a seventh round pick coming up in this draft. And Awful then trade. In exchange, they get OEL and Connor Garland, who is probably the uh, maybe the third or fourth ranked Canuck in terms of Twitter trade requests. Like there's JT Miller, OEL, Tyler Myers, and him. Is that an official power ranking? Yeah, that's, that's, that's how I measure things. You should go on Game Over Vancouver and do that power ranking. What a nightmare, it's scary. man. Scary. Scary. It's, listen. <clears throat> uh, we're Canadians who cover hockey in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's better for us when the, all the Canadian markets, you know, you know what would be great? All seven teams making the playoffs. That'd be fucking great. Yeah, for the TV rights deal. TV rights, it'd be good for us too. We, I don't know if you know this, Jesse Blake. <laughs> we have game over in all seven Canadian markets. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. That's so stupid. Pull that up again. The trade? Yeah. Uh, no, it's, anyway, all that to say, uh, I want the Canucks to succeed, but they're not doing it. No, what I wanted you to pull up was the Coyotes oh. cap-friendly page. On the screen. No, no. Here we go. Look at all those picks! On this week's episode of Hoarders. Oh my god! They don't even have that many this year. They have one more than they should this year. It's next year and the year after that are absolutely mind-blowing. They have one second this year, three the next, four the next. These dudes are drafting 15-year-olds right now. Four third-round picks? How'd you even get those? <laughs> Who'd you ask for for those? Look, at the Leafs are there. Are the Leafs there? Yeah. That shows you how blind I am. Yeah. Oh, is that Nick Ritchie? That is Nick Ritchie, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. What's the condition? It's a conditional pick. No, it's the... Uh, oh, yeah, it was Nick Ritchie. Yeah, it Labushkin. was the uh, Nick Ritchie, Ilya Labushkin, Ryan Dezingle trade. Conditions. Oh, Eric- yeah. Arizona has the option um, to exchange the pick for Toronto's 2023 third. So, wait, can you go It's back? an actual 2025 second round pick. 
that's conditional on if Arizona wants to bump that up to a third this coming draft. And there's basically zero chance of that oh, happening. And so the Leafs can't trade their third. They have four third round picks. No, never mind. That's next year. Never mind. Yeah. No, but yeah. this would give them three yeah. this year. But there's basically no it chance of that happening because no. the Leafs are a top five team right now. Let's assume it stays that way. You're getting essentially a fourth round pick when you could be getting a third or sorry, a second. Yeah. Fuck that. Two years from now. Yeah. Wow. Should we do the press conference?